What's going on, guys? It's your boys Will and Arbin back at it again for another episode of Full Court, and we are fresh off a Cowboys victory over our arch rival, Philadelphia Eagles. How are we feeling, Arbin? I'm feeling great, honestly. Cowboy Nation, we got that win, eight and five. Playoffs looking really nice. We're right back. Now. We're back for sure. That's five wins in a row ever since that devastating loss against the Titans. But we are feeling good, feeling good. Amari Cooper. Kind of leading the way a little bit. Leading the, he's leading the way. 217 yards? Come on, bro. You know how it is. Look, that's his second big game with us, but he's been big. And it's scary because we got all these contracts to worry about. Dak coming up. Demarcus Lawrence coming up. Yeah, we got you know, you know David Irving, Jalen Smith, Zeke, you know, Cooper. We got to pay Cooper. All these players and their contracts are ending soon. The guys that we have to pay, no matter what, this this coming off season, is who Demarcus Lawrence. Demarcus and, Lawrence. We got David Irving. Yeah, that's that's this off season right now. And then you know we we had the option to pay Dak this this upcoming off season. Yeah, which is honestly in our best interest. We'll get into that a little bit later, but we've got some big contracts to come up with. I mean, that's the downside, honestly, when you draft. Like, you have such great drafts because yeah. you're gonna have to pay these guys money. Yeah, the rookie contracts aren't yeah, gonna last forever. Exactly. So I mean. Yeah, it's great to have these players. I mean, I'd rather have these players being great like this, but you're going to have to pay them, so it equals out. So, I mean, this upcoming offseason, 2019, this summer, we're going to be paying D-Law, David Irving, Cole Beasley is low-key. Yeah, well, yeah, we, low have key to, we, have, we have to keep Cole Beasley. Yeah, I mean, exactly. I mean, we won't pay him that much, no. but he's still still money. And, and he'll, be, he'll be one of those team players that will take a little bit less. You know, I mean, because he, he understands the team's success. We have to have these guys in the books. We have to sign them. So right. he understands that. Exactly. And he understands he's not going to be one of those guys who's going to get paid 15, 20 mil. He knows that. Exactly. I his, mean, his production really isn't, you know, a 15, 20 mil, you know, worthy after this season. I mean, and it, it's it's a, it's a little bit about the targets and not much so his production per se. It's really just we have more receivers in now that have kind of taken over. But. Exactly. I mean, he fits with our offense. I feel like he's, I don't know if he's a, great receiver in terms of like paying over 10 million i wouldn't pay maybe over 10 million i maybe mm -hmm. max it out at eight but other than that i mean he he can he fits with the Cowboys system like he's that go-to slot receiver i don't Definitely. know if he could fit with any other team like that but he does with us under our offense but right now we're paying d law 17 million because we franchise tagged him yep and so next year we're looking at about 20 million this upcoming offseason to pay him which isn't too bad because he's already getting paid 17 so we're already like right there However, David Irving is contracts ending, so we're gonna have to pay that guy a lot of money because he's only getting paid two million right now. His market value is probably gonna be roughly around ten million. David Irving being that, yeah. Um, and then you know you add D Law's market value of twenty million next year, so that's that's thirty million right there, right there. You know, for your your defensive, just your defensive, defensive pass rush, yeah. exactly. That's not even D tackle, just two D N. Yeah, I mean that's just this off season, you know. And then you still gotta you know hand out some money to Cole Beasley. Um, and then you got the next off season. I mean, it's gonna be ridiculous. Yeah, next off season's even like crazier. Yeah. I mean, we got Dak running out of his contract right now. He's gonna pay six hundred thousand. Yeah, that's and that's gonna you know be gone. We're looking at twenty plus oh, next not definitely, next off season unless we sign him this definitely. off season. But unless yeah, I mean, I'll talk about that here in a second. But exactly. Cooper, 
Hooper, um, Anthony Brown, Jalen Smith, and Randy, Randy Gregory. Yeah, we, so. and we got to get all those guys back. We really do. They're, yeah, those are pieces. All of them are essential to our success, and you're seeing it right now in our five-game win streak. Exactly. But let me talk about Dak for like a, for a second. Dak Prescott getting paid six hundred thousand right, right now. We have the option of either paying him this upcoming offseason or paying him in the next offseason. And a lot a lot of people are, you know, can you know, thinking that the Cowboys are gonna consider waiting until next year to really just evaluate another year of Dak Prescott. But what's scary about that is we're gonna the Cowboys are gonna have a home playoff game this year, likely gonna be against either the Seahawks or the Vikings. And it's really setting up Dak Prescott to be very successful in those games. Say he say he has a great game, just mm-hmm. one great playoff game. Because yeah. we've seen quarterbacks have just one play, one or two great playoff games and Blake then Bortles. get huge contracts. Blake Bortles being yeah, one of them. AFC Championship. I mean, he's been half ever. I mean, look at his numbers. I'm pretty sure his touchdown-interception ratio are hand-in-hand. It's, it's right it's, there. It's terrible. But he's getting paid $18 million right now just because of those playoff victories. He's, he's getting benched right now. It's, yeah. embar- it's embarrassing. It is embarrassing. So say Dak Prescott has one of those games. Right. If he does, you have to pay him roughly 28 or $29 million. But if you wait until well, – no, no. If you don't wait and you pay him this offseason, you can get him for 22 or $23 million. But if you wait and have another year of Dak Prescott and showing him – showing, you know, the team that he can play, you know, at a high level. I mean, he already has shown that. But even higher – because I consider him around what, what fifteen? Yeah, top fifteen. Yeah, top maybe 15 fourteen, QB 15 in the league. He's QB he's, in league. he's middle of the road, but he's he could be an elite quarterback. You know, this is only his third year in the league. You give him his fourth year, he's gonna show out, and we're gonna have to pay him even more. So what I'm, you know, what I say the Cowboys should do is they should pay him twenty two, twenty three million now. Instead of waiting for another year of Dak Prescott to be, you know, fantastic, which I, I feel like he can be next year. And then there's like $30 million down the drain. Right. But I'm saying also you got to look at this from this perspective. If you're Jerry Jones, are you willing? I mean, we know Jerry Jones the way he is. He loves his players. He's all, right away going to offer those contracts. But if you're like the general manager or the owner or whatever, are you going to risk paying him right now instead of next offseason? Say Dak plays awful, which I hope he doesn't. But if he plays mm-hmm. awful – and we pay him this offseason $22 million. Would that have been worth it if he plays awful? You know what I'm saying? Of course it's not going to be worth it, but that's, I think that's a risk you have to take. Yeah, exactly. 100%. I'm just that, saying there's, there's there's negatives and positives to both of this. So. Despite his rough t- style of play, because you know he doesn't like to slide as a quarterback. You know he's, he's not a traditional quarterback to where he just he slides. He takes hits. I love that. But despite that, he continues to stay healthy. We haven't really had any injury problems with Dak Prescott so far. If he can get that contract of twenty two or twenty three million next offseason for roughly four or five years, you have him for six million less than if you would have waited. And he's a young kid. He's getting paid six hundred thousand right now. He's had a rough, you know, start up to his life, you know, with his mom passing. Right. Um, you know, he hasn't been, you know, very wealthy as a kid. No, yeah, for sure. He's been with those cancer movements. His mom passed. He's had a That's rough, yeah, for sure. So if Jerry goes to him right now as a young kid who's only getting paid 600000 right now and says, here, here's $23 million, you can have a house like mine. You can have a car like mine right now. But if you wait, you'll only get $6 million more next year. Is it really worth it? And I think if you're Dak and you're a young kid like that, 
I think you take the twenty three million right now. The guarantee you don't get hurt. God you, forbid you get you hurt. You have generations of wealth, a new house, a new car. Um, and I'm sure he's going to invest some money into, um, you know, some foundations because of his mom, you know, I feel like if I'm Dak, you take the money. Now you take the 23 now, save the team 6 million or $7 million or whatever it might be from your next contract. And I think that's what you do. If it's the Cowboys, you offer him 23 now. And I think Dak takes it. Dak for sure takes it. There's no way he doesn't. I don't see him doing that. I just don't know if are the Cowboys going to do this. Are they going to wait till the last minute to do everything, mm-hmm. which and, they usually do? But. Yeah, and I feel like a lot of people think that that's what they're going to do, you know, because they want to pay. They're going to pay Demarcus Lawrence a lot of money this year, um, and David Irving. Um, so if he wins Super, we win a Super Bowl this year. Are they paying right away this year? Oh, you've got to, you've got to. And if we win the Super Bowl this year, then that number is going to go from twenty three to thirty right now. In my opinion, yeah. If but I'm he, saying if he waits, is that number going to go down? I don't. I think it's going to go up. If you wait a whole we year, we win the Super Bowl. We lose. We don't make playoffs next year. I'm not saying that's super like that would happen. That's really unlikely. But you still got to pay him because he's that guy that got you to the Super Bowl. You know. But is it going to be thirty million? I think it. I think it'll still be around there, because okay. if you go out there and you think all these are the quarterbacks, who else are you going to get? What are the other options? I mean, do you really want Matthew Stafford? You know, you know, in the, going into his mid thirties, Russell Wilson paying him the same amount, and right. I don't, I don't think you, even if you can get Russell Wilson, you're gonna pay him a, a hell of a lot more than what you're gonna pay Dak, and you're gonna have to go through this whole process of having a new quarterback, and that has so much more of an effect than getting a new running back or even a new receiver. You know, we saw Mari Cooper come in mid season and perform, you know, the best of his career right now. You know, yeah. I feel like if you get a new quarterback into your system, even with a whole off season of practicing with the first team, I feel like it's going to take a toll on the team and, and they're going to have an off year. I mean, look at um, Kirk Cousins this year for the Vikings right now. What's he been doing? I mean, yeah, their offensive coordinator just got fired. I mean, they're 0-7. I mean, well, he's he's 0-7 on Monday night primetime in his career. First off, that that's ridiculous. Not they, just that. They're, they haven't beat a team above 500 this year. They're exactly, 0-5. Exactly. Like, I mean, come on, bro. Like, you're getting paid $28 million. You have the talent. You got Definitely. Stephon Diggs, Adam Thielen, yeah. Kyle Rudolph. That's probably one of the best receiving cores in That's the league. That's great receiving core. The line might not be there. It's not even that, bro. Like, he just... And you have a running game. You have Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook. He's a threat. Yes. You got Dalvin... Yeah, exactly. You have a good defense. I mean, it... It just this this make... team was an NFC Championship team, right? Last oh, d- year? Oh, they that, played yeah. The Eagles. They... they played the Eagles lost. They beat the Saints. Like this team is this is the same team from last year. At Nothing's the, changed. At the beginning of the year, they were top five in the power rankings of, over the whole league. Right? You tell me, Case Keenum could lead this team, yeah. And this dude is going to be twenty eight million. Can lead this team to yeah. playoffs almost. Yeah. And They're speaking, barely. And in speaking there. of Case Keenum, going going to back to this whole integrating a new QB into the system, right. it's tough. Look at Case Keenum and the Broncos. What have they been doing? Nothing. You know I'm saying? He's, yeah. he's a, and albeit he's a game manager, just like Dak is. He's he he won't sling the ball downfield, and that's really what helped Minnesota last year. Was, he, was that Case Keenum was a game manager, you know? But integrating a new QB, it's going to be tough, and that I think that's why you have to pay Dak, whatever it takes. You know, twenty three, all the way up to even thirty million. I mean, I th- I think you have to do that. There's no there's no better option. 
I mean, yeah, we're not tanking. We have all those pieces. We're trying to win a championship. This, this, uh, not if not this year, these few years we have this like this great young talent, everything. Yeah. The Cowboys are getting better. They're not getting worse. The defense is still young. They're getting better. Amari Cooper's only twenty four years old. Zeke's only what twenty four? Yeah, tw- yeah, twenty three. This team is this team yeah. is young. You have to pay them now and keep this core together as long as you can, because you don't want to go out there and lose these guys and be like, all right. We got to get a new defense. We can't pay Demarcus Lawrence. We can't pay David Irving. You have to spend the money, and Jerry has the money. You know he does. He just got to spend it wisely. That's it. I mean, looking at our front office, we've done great in drafts. Definitely, we've signed our signings have not. In terms of free agency signings, we've never really signed anybody big. Like Alan Hearns was our biggest signing this year. We never make a big splash. Exactly, but like in terms of like managing the team, we usually don't have any problems. Only person that really had a problem was Dez. Yeah, and it's it's, it's it's targets. That's all it is. That's all it was. Exactly. Targets and so, ego. That's really what it was. But so that's what I'm saying. For the future, future wise, for the Cowboys, it's looking really bright. But I just want to win a championship this year. Definitely, and that's that's all you can think about right now. And they are a legitimate contender this year. Oh, you weren't you weren't saying that five games ago. No, everybody's shocked. I scroll through Twitter. Oh, Amari Cooper. Wow, Dak. Like, I mean, come on, bro. Like, Jerry and Stephen Jones knew what they were getting when they got Amari Cooper. They traded the first round pick because they knew they were going to use that first rounder for a receiver, anyways. You might as well get Amari Cooper. You know he's been to the Pro Bowl twice. He's had two thousand yard seasons. Three. Yes, two, two, and he's unhappy in Oakland. And that's all you need to know. They called Nick Saban before they made the trade and said, hey, how's his work ethic? And Saban had nothing but great things to say when he was at Alabama. What a beast. His work ethic is great. He's one of the, I don't know, top 10 talents in in the league as far as receivers go. His separation is great. He's a a monster, and he's showing it right now, and it's it's perfect. But the Cowboys have a great future, fantastic future. And they're not done. They're they're contending right now, and they can t- contend for five or six years. Easy. And that and that's what's great about it. But we haven't even had a healthy O line all year, like Zach. Oh Martin. yeah, oh so yeah. Like, Travis Frederick hasn't been there all year. You got to put that in perspective. Like yeah, we had the great line. This that Demarco Murray. It's not what it was anymore. Zeke is leading the rush like sees league in rushing yards right now. And we literally haven't had a healthy offensive line. I think since week one. Not even week one. Frederick was hurt week one, right? Oh, Frederick's been out all year. Yeah, I don't so. think we've had the same offensive line lineup all year. We haven't. I don't think we've gone back to back games with every single guy that we had the week before. The same in the lineup. I right. think it, it switches every week. It's incredible, and Zeke, you know, running, you know, leading the league in rushing, and we don't have this consistent line that everyone else does. Like Gurley, he has the same line every week. Yes. And Zeke doesn't, and he's leading the league in rushing, and it, it's incredible, and it's really fun to watch as a Cowboy fan, or even really an NFL fan. Yeah, for sure. These five games, this five-game stretch we've had winning these games, it's wild, honestly. The Reminds NFL, me of 2016. Oh, yeah, 2016, 2014, you know, you, yeah. you name it. But, you know, it's it's really saying something when you, you know, the Cowboys game is the game of the week every week. You know, America's game of the week. I, can, yes, I, consider, I consider the game against the Colts this week, that'll be the game of the week this week. You think that would be like the game of the week, like nationwide or just? In oh your, yeah, nationwide. Your... Yeah, nationwide. Really? Yeah. What time are they playing? Um, put me on the spot here. I don't know what it's I think it's a three o'clock game. <laughs> three o'clock. I think it's a three o'clock game. Test your knowledge as a Cowboys fan. Man. Sorry. 
I don't have that in front of me right now. But let's move on to basketball. This is a basketball podcast. Um, we're just huge Cowboy fans. We can't help it. Let's move on to Dwayne Thanks. Wade retiring, playing his last game against LeBron James, his longtime friend. Where do you rank Dwayne Wade as an all-time shooting guard? You know, you've got Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant. Those are the two, you know, set in stone. You're not going to be ahead of them. But you got Allen Iverson and Jerry West, and you know, you could make the argument that Wade's better. You could, honestly. Wade's, in my eyes, top three, and he's third behind Jordan and Kobe. And there's a lot – that's not really just numbers. just him as a teammate – him as a like person, his character off and on the court, and as well as like his work ethic, like it's just all there. Because you know, I'm pretty sure AI was all about AI. He didn't yeah. care about anybody else. Wade definitely cared about everybody else. He revolved like he was within his teammates. He wanted to go back to Miami. If that doesn't say anything. Yeah. He went to Cleveland. Like, yo, can you guys trade me back to Miami? Yeah. Oh, he wanted to go back home. He's oh, loyal. Yeah. Like he has, like he just every trait he has is just over AI in every mm-hmm. like every um aspect. So I mean. That's that's like most mostly my reason behind Wade being over AI and that, and that like uh, it's just like he, I don't know, he's just always like especially me growing up, I've watched Wade, yeah, like in his prime years. Oh, so. our generation is definitely you know pro D Wade. Exactly. We, we didn't really get to watch AI back in his prime. I mean, that's his prime was two thousand one. We were one or two years old, you know. I, know. I just started walking exactly. So like it's just both. Everything just points to Dwayne Wade, so, I mean. Well, the stats back it up. You know, he's got three rings compared to AI's one. I mean, Allen Iverson only went to the finals once and lost to Kobe's Lakers, Um, you know, and, you know, 12-time All-Star D-Wade is. Yes, it's a big number. What was AI? AI's at 11, you know, and he's not going to any more All-Star games. (laughs) He's retired. I mean, obviously, D-Wade's not going to go to the All-Star game this year, but still, he's ahead of him. Um. You know, shooting 48% for his career, you know, AI only 42. Now, granted, AI is scoring about 27 points per game for his career. D-Wade's at around 23. It's a big jump, but the field goal percentage is also a big jump. I don't know. If you compare D-Wade and AI, numbers say that D-Wade's going to win that. And then you move past that and you go to, you know, the intangibles. You know, like you were saying, the leadership. All that, work that point, ethic, that point, work. work ethic, teamwork, um, you know, team accolades, that all points to D-Wade. I think it's an obvious answer. I think D-Wade is, you know, the third best shooting guard ever. Um, and it's it was really fun watching him, honestly, you know. Yes. Early, in his, early on in his career, 2006, 2007, you know. The flash. Him, yes, that's he when he was elevating and, you know. Ridiculous. I was talking to a kid about, like, coming from Chicago, going to Marquette. Pooping at Marquette, getting being a top three pick in yeah. the draft, playing ridiculously good, having some crazy highlight plays. Yeah, I mean, even look at like look at it now. Like we're like these games are being televised, and it's kind of like a like not really a farewell Kobe, but people are kind of sad that he's leaving the league. Oh, did definitely. AI really get that too? I don't think he did. So. I don't think because he kind of did the same thing MJ did. He kind of reti- retired, came back, retired again. We did. We never really got the. Oh, this is AI's last season. He said it. You know what I'm saying? We never really got that. It was kind of right. like, all right, this is last game of the season. All right, I'm done. And I feel like if he would have done this, would he? If he would have had the same approach as Kobe and D Wade did, in the sense that they, they said before the season started, hey, this is my last season. 
it kind of gives teams hints like, all right, now give me give me a video. Give you know, on the Jumbotron. I, w- I want a tribute right now. Yeah, you know? exactly. Then you have players, yo, can you sign this? Yeah, I feel... You can get my shoes. Yeah. I feel like if Allen Iverson did that, he would have had the same kind of recognition because he, he's on that level. No, yeah, obviously. for sure he is. You know, it's, he's I mean, the, an icon. The gap between D-Wade and AI is close. I mean, I think D-Wade has it, but it's close. So I feel like he would have had the same recognition. He was an icon to the league, um, you know, just in the fashion sense, honestly. Yeah. Um, but, you know, ever since he crossed over MJ... His rookie season, that was kind of like the start of the AI. But this isn't about AI. This is about D-Wade. D-Wade has, he had a tribute video in L.A., which is weird because he's never really had that many games against, you know, L.A. that are, like, incredible. But it was all about LeBron, honestly. I mean, yeah, that too. But I also think it's about Kobe a little bit because he was always chasing Kobe throughout his career. He even, like, quoted, said that. Yeah, I saw that. So I feel like that has something to do with the tribute as well. It was mostly the wrong, but I still think that had partially had something to do because once he even said once Kobe retired, like, that demeanor for him, like, to chase somebody was gone. Yeah. So, like, it it was kind of, like, took took the competitiveness out of him. him. So looking at it that way, you can tell that, like, Wade – I mean, I think he's just playing basketball just to play at this point. Yeah, <laughs> just to keep in shape. Forget. Just to keep on. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like he, he looks a little fat, out of shape. He has LeBron. been for the past few years yeah, too. Exactly. Ever since, ever since LeBron left, he, he added a little weight. I don't know. So I mean, he, yeah, he just, tell. just Wade, man. But it's it was a what I love about Dwayne Wade was the move that he made once LeBron got to Miami, the first year. D Wade was kind of unsure as to whose team it was. And really everybody was. Honestly, we all knew in the back of our mind it was LeBron. But the numbers said otherwise. They basically had the same numbers in twenty eleven. Then they had that embarrassing loss to Dallas in the I finals. Think Wade averaged more and played a lot better than LeBron that series. Oh, in the series, yeah, yeah. absolutely. It was Dwayne Wade's series. Yeah. And it was embarrassing for LeBron. But it was still embarrassing for the team, you know. Yeah, you don't lose the But after after that series it was really surprising to see Dwayne Wade give up Wade County like that. His team, that's he's been there, you know, for eight years at that point. It was his team, you know, he won the championship. And it was really cool to see him give the keys to LeBron because he knew that it was the best move for the team to win. And we saw it, obviously, 2012. It was LeBron's year. You know, he won the MVP that year. That was his third one. D-Wade kind of took a step back and played more off-ball. And it was really cool to see that. No, that that shows how selfless Wade is as mm-hmm. a player, character, everything. I don't think AI has that same like uh, character as Wade. No. So I mean, looking at it that way, you can, you can tell that Wade is just off the court. Giving yeah, that's not easy to do. You're no. a top, and you're probably in your head, you're probably a top five player in the league. He probably you was. Think so I think around 2011, I think he was a top five player in the okay, league. Okay, I don't, I don't that, think you can name you put, five better. No matter, yeah, exactly. So if you think, even if LeBron is a better player in your head, you're like, nah, bro, this is my team. Yeah. I mean, you can you can play, you come on my team, but this is still my team. Like, you play off me. Yeah. And nah, Wade said, all right, and that, you're the leader. That's an integrity move, honestly. Yeah, it's bold. And that's, that's really points to his leadership because even though LeBron was the outright best player on that team, I feel like D-Wade was still kind of the leader of that team. He's always been... You know, the big brother to LeBron. He showed him how to win. And then, you know, when LeBron left, he went to Cleveland. He won a championship. I feel like that doesn't happen if, if he doesn't team up with Wade before that, you know. Yeah. it's It was just an integrity move. And I, you know, I love D-Wade for that. Speaking as a LeBron fan, you know. Yeah. I mean, I've always loved Wade, honestly. 
Just that draft class in general. I've, I've loved every player oh, in that yeah, draft definitely. class. Even Luke Walton. What's up, head coach? <laughs> okay. You put Luke, you said you didn't mention Melo. Did you saw that? What he, he mentioned, like, yeah, that draft was amazing. It had LeBron, oh, Wade, yep. Bosch, and me. The Luke like, Walton. So Melo wasn't just Yeah. I don't know. Maybe maybe that was a shot. I don't know. I don't know either. Maybe he's trying to shoot him away from there LA. Goes, <laughs> <laughs> you know. Low key. Low key. But Speaking of sidekicks, you know, as D. Wade was the sidekick to LeBron, Kyle Kuzma is coming up, and he's coming up big right now. He has the potential to be the Scottie Pippen to MJ. You know, he can be that to LeBron. LeBron. LeBron already had that in D. Wade. We already know that. But it wasn't for a very long time. I feel like Kuzma, being as young as he is, at 22 years old, I feel like he has a potential to be as good or even better than Scottie Pippen. And that might not sound like a you know crazy statement, but Scottie Pippen's considered top 50 all time. Exactly. I mean, when arguments get brought up about how Jordan went, won rings, he, everybody's like, he had Scottie. Yeah. So if you, your name's getting brought up with Jordan like that on level, there's a lot to say about that. So, I mean, Kuzma, the reason I don't, I don't know, are you saying Kuzma right now could be that sidekick to LeBron? I'm this, saying this play, like this upcoming season. I feel like he could be it right now, but it's more likely that it's, it's in a few years. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Because I don't think he has that experience yet. He's still yeah, like coming off rookie year, had a credible rookie year. Was he first team all rookie? He was second team all rookie. Second team all <laughs> Pretty rookie. Pretty sure. Okay. But so. here's the metrics or you know the stats comparing Scottie Pippen's first two seasons in the league to Kyle Kuzma's first two. I mean, obviously Kuzma's still in his second year, but I feel like his numbers are going to get better from here. But Pippen in the 1988 season through the 1989 season, he was averaging 11.2 points per game, 4.9 rebounds on 46% shooting. Kuzma through last year and the first part of this year is averaging 16.6 points per game. 6.1 6.1 rebounds per game and shooting the same field goal percentage at 46%. Over the last five games that Kuzma has played, he's putting up 25 a game and eight rebounds on around 55% shooting from the field. It's absolutely ridiculous. And he's shown that he can do that consistently over the past five games. He can do that for a whole season, I believe. And maybe it's not this year, but next year or the year after that, he can be the second star to LeBron. And obviously, if you're the Lakers, you need to go out and get a second star in the offseason. You have to do that. But if for some reason that doesn't happen and you aren't able to bring in a big-time free agent like, you know, uh, Kevin Durant, right? Uh, you know, Kawhi Leonard, you know, anybody like that. If you're not able to bring in somebody like that, you have Kuzma. And I have the utmost confidence that he can be that second star to LeBron. He's got to give him time. Exactly, for sure. Something's definitely brewing up in L.A. with Kuzma, LeBron, Josh Hart. I mean, these players are all – this is honestly that leadership of LeBron is just something else. He just brings it – like, look at the Cavs right now. They're Mm. horrific. Like, it's just – wherever – like, LeBron's that big factor. And so, Kuzma, at the same time, he has that talent. He's also learning off LeBron, which is going to help boost, like, everything, honestly. He's is, the he's the one that I feel like is getting the most out of, Le, out of the LeBron transition. Brandon Ingram hasn't shown me anything that he's getting from LeBron. I feel like Kuzma, you can see it on the court from just the eye test, not just the numbers, but the eye test, just watching the games. You can tell Kuzma is more confident, but he's 
but yet he's more smart. He's, he's smarter about his shot attempts. Um, he's becoming a little bit of a better playmaker, but he just seems more aggressive and more confident now that LeBron's on the team. And I feel like he's getting he's benefiting the most from from LeBron being in LA. I think Lonzo could get there. He's showing a little bit of signs. He's obviously he's, he's not he's not an efficient player, and he and he hasn't been ever. But Brandon Ingram, I feel like he's taking a decline. He can't play off ball, and I feel like that's how Kuzma kind of you know benefits from LeBron. It's because he has the ability to play off ball. That's why I feel like you know he's the he's the kind of guy that he can stick by LeBron. He's a shooter. Exactly. I mean, only time will tell with Kuzma. These players, I just, I, I, I respect Kyle Kuzma as everything he's done because he's, he was humble. He came second round pick, balled out, wasn't too cocky about mm-hmm. anything. Just remained low key. Just kept on getting his numbers up. He just remained low key the whole season. And now this year he's getting really a lot of hype. Even though he's honestly he's not really getting that much hype either this season because LeBron's there. But of course, still, it's all LeBron. It's all LeBron, but like against Miami, he shot, I'm pretty sure he shot like 15 for 22. He, he did. He he had more shot attempts than LeBron during that game. And think about this: when was the last time somebody other than Kyrie Irving or Dwayne Wade, being LeBron's teammates, who, who was the last person to shoot more shots than LeBron in a game? Yeah, that's pretty well. I did not know that. That's crazy. Last year, who was it? No one. Kevin Love was not shooting more shots than LeBron at, at any point in the season. Not one game. This year, Kuzma has done that, and I can't. I really, I can't think of a last time a LeBron teammate has done that since Kyrie or D Wade. I mean, it's incredible, and that's kind of shows me like, wow, Kyle Kuzma can be that second star, and he did. He did it in an efficient way. Fifteen for twenty-two. That's ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, numbers back it up. Numbers don't lie. So not, not to mention he scored more than LeBron against the Heat. Yeah, I mean that's crazy. It's a, it's a fun time, you know, to be an NBA fan. We've got all these young stars, you know, and only time will tell. For I mean, like you said, only time will tell for all of these young stars. You know, Ben Simmons, uh, Giannis, AD. You know, he's he's honestly entering his prime right now. And Giannis, you know, one of the front runners for the MVP. Right. It's it's definitely the NBA definitely has a. a you know, a fantastic future, and I feel like Kyle Kuzma has to be included in that conversation. 100%. 100%. So, overall, we just need to wait, honestly, till All-Star break. We'll just see how all this yeah. works out. Do you think all- Kuzma's going to be All-Star team? Do you see that? He's got to get his numbers up, that's for sure. On, you know, these past five games, obviously that's getting him on track, but he's got he's got to do this consistently for 20-plus games, right. honestly, to get his numbers up. But, yeah, I mean – all the all the All Star Game is is you know you want fans to come in and watch, you know you want a player that you know fans can watch and be like oh I want to watch him. And I feel like Kuzma. I feel like people want to come and see Kuzma. I can't say the same about Draymond though. Yeah. I, I don't know one person Draymond that's going numbers. to the All Star Game and says oh I want to see Draymond play. No, definitely don't. You want to see a you know an efficient seven points and six rebounds. Yeah, six rebounds. Yeah, no, nobody wants to see that. But you know, only time will tell. And you know, so far we've had we've had some good content, you know, yeah. from you know the beginning of the season to now. And honestly, I just can't wait until we. You no, know. it's exciting. It's exciting. But uh, thank you for joining us, guys, for this episode of Full Court. 
And we'll catch you on the flip side. Catch you on the flippy flip, as Michael Scott once said. The Office. R.I.P. <laughs> Rest in peace. <laughs> Thank you, guys.